Okay, let's begin. Baruch Hashem. Chadashim labkarim rabba munasecha. Right, we're zocha. Baruch Hashem. To have a new day, to have a new life. As we said earlier in the morning, that Paro is gematria shona. Paro it represents the fact that oh, today is like yesterday. I'll do the same thing, same thing. Right? That's why people always need to be stimulated with news and new things. Because when a person is, is under the influence of, of the world and the outside world, so the outside world is mundane, there's nothing fresh. There's nothing fresh. So therefore you always have to have something new going on on the outside. A Jew is mechadish himself, he renews himself every day. That a person that a person wakes up in the morning and it doesn't matter what happened last night, doesn't matter what happened yesterday, doesn't matter what happened a week ago. Perfect. Thank you very much. That's good. I perfect. Have to take well, I'm sure it'll be great. Stuff, yeah, right? perfect. Thank you. So each and every one of us, we have the ability, Baruch Hashem, to see into the panemius, to see into the internal workings of the world. That's the goal. The goal is not to look at this world in a very superficial way and to be caught up and to be d- distracted. As we know, the word oilam is Malashan helam, which means that it makes, you, it makes you forget what your purpose is about. That's what the, the, the point of the world, the whole point of the world is Malashan helam, which means that Hashem hides behind the world. He hides behind what, we're, what our purpose is. All that's going on in the world, the whole thing with corona is only there that we can, that we can go more pnimi. We can go more inside of ourselves to understand what life is about, what Hashem wants from each and every one of us. One thing we know, Baruch Hashem, that never changes is speech. As we started yesterday, is that a person is a person is defined by his speech. A person can make somebody feel good with his speech, or a person can hurt somebody tremendously with one speech. So, Baruch Hashem, one thing that we know is if a person learns Hilchus Lashon Hara, the Chavetz Chaim promises each and every one of us that every day that we can learn Hilchus Lashon Hara, that will help us not to speak Lashon Hara. And all of Gullus, all of Gullus is dependent on as the Chavetz Chaim says, on Sinas Chinam, on Lashon Hara, Lashon Hara, Sinas Chinam. That's the reason the Beis Hamikdash is not rebuilt. As we know, the, the reason that Klal Yisrael, as Moshe Rabbeinu says, Achen Noida Dover. Moshe Rabbeinu understood why Klal Yisrael is in Mitzrayim. Why? Because there are people who speak Lashon Hara. Pesach is the time of, the Arizal says, Pesach is the time where a person is able to fix his speech. That's why we eat matzah, it has to do with your mouth. That's why it's Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It's all about fixing one speech. Why? Because that's how a person is zocha to Geula. The way a person is zocha to Geula is when a person changes the way he talks. When a person learns to talk Divrei Torah, when a person learns to talk positivity, when a person doesn't hurt anybody, with his speech. With that also the Chavetz Chaim says an incredible thing. He says that if a person fixes his Lashon Hara, his Hilchus Lashon Hara, all of his Bein Adam Lechavero will, will follow from there. 
which means all Bein Adam L'chaveiro problems stem from Lashon Hara. And if you fix your Lashon Hara, you will not have any other Bein Adam L'chaveiro problems. So that's one of the things that, that we could be mechazik, we could strengthen. And in that, we are on page day six. I just skipped to day six, even though yesterday we did day one, just because it goes to more practical Hilchas Lashon Hara on day six, um, page 30. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Hilchas Lashon Hara, hey, Beis Gimel. Talking negatively about one's inborn traits. Speech which can cause another Jew to be degraded in the eyes of his peers is Lashon Hara. Right? So anything that you can make somebody feel low or look low in the eyes of his friends, therefore you're not allowed to talk negatively about someone's inborn traits. You may claim, I'm really not saying anything negative about the person because it's not his fault since he was born this way. Right? You could say, oh, it's not his fault that this guy is uh, very lazy. His uh, mother's very lazy. It's not, so, it's not his fault that this guy acts like an angry person. You ever saw his father? He's, he's an angry guy. So you would think that you could say that. So he says, uh, the Chavetz Chaim reminds us, no. Imagine if you were that person, how would you feel? For example, that girl is not so smart, right? Okay, she's not so smart. You might think, what's the big deal? She's naturally not so smart. Why is that Lashon Hara, right? So says the Chavetz Chaim, no. These statements can have a terrible ramifications. If the person being spoken about is single, maybe, maybe it'll affect them. Maybe it'll affect them with a shidduch. If the person is a businessman, maybe people will be reluctant to do business with him. Someone told me, a friend of mine told me oh, when I was in America, so he told me, we weren't even talking about Hilchas Lashnara, just Tom, he was talking about his shul. And he said, there's a guy in shul who lost all of his business the last few months, he was stunned. We were just talking. He says he lost all of his business. Why? Because a rumor went about him around the community, right? A rumor that he's not so honest, he's not so this. It was all Lashon Hara. And because of that, people stopped doing business with him. And the guy literally was losing all of his business. That's what Lashon Hara, what? yeah. Right. Why can't you say you don't? Right. I, I personally, right? It's not. I personally don't like it. If we you have don't to. Know the Lashonar, can we talk about it? No. Why? What do you mean? Pea soup? You're not, I'm not, we know. We know. This person's not smart. I know she knows that, and I know that. You're not allowed to. It's pure Lashonara. It's Lashonara. Yeah. Hundred percent Lashonara. Let's say you're talking about your kid, and you know your kid has a problem, and she knows your kid has a problem. Not you. Someone knows that there's a, and they're and they're upset at their child. That could be lashon hara if you tell. Obviously, if you're talking to your wife, how to help the kid. We're not talking about that. But if you're upset, so you know it and she knows it. Of course, you you know your mother-in-law is a certain way, your father-in-law is a certain way, your father's a certain way, your mother. We both know, so why can't we talk about it? That's lashon hara, hundred percent lashon hara. Yeah. Yeah, Sally. Um, when they say that it could break off a shidduch, um, so I know someone that he was going out with somebody, and then, and then someone said something about about the person's family, who was, who was 
Right. And it ended up being about not even him, his cousins, and they ended up breaking breaking off the shit up because like right. they heard about something right. which wasn't yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. For sure. So he says, negative remarks about someone's inborn traits in a certain way is more negative than comments about someone's behavior. Yeah, got me. Why? Because when you hear someone talking about a person's negative behavior, you can judge them lekafschus. You can judge them favorably. You give the person the benefit of the doubt. You saw someone do something. You, you could say, yeah, you had a bad moment, exactly. But if you go ahead and you talk about that someone is not smart, or someone is not honest, or someone's whatever it is, then it sticks with you that that is you're labeling the person to be that way. Such labels are very difficult to uproot from someone's, from someone's mind. Right? Sometimes people say, oh, that person, he talks a lot. So the second you say that that guy talks a lot, so from now for the rest of your life, you might in your mind, and it's hard, it's hard. Every time the guy's talking, you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy talks a lot. So it, it's very difficult, says the Chavetz Chaim, to uproot. Or if you say a certain midah that a person has, right? it's something that a, that, that a person has to be very careful, says the Chavetz Chaim. Yes? I think also, um, I know for myself personally, this last piece, I've yeah. definitely experienced that people, um, you know, that are me or whatever it was, and like, oh, that guy, he's such a kind of person, and then takes forever, right. everything <laughs> again. I think the power of that works for both ways. Just think about it. Either there's somebody you don't like, like overcome yourself in that one split moment, and like, somebody's about to be like, oh, that guy, oh, he's awesome, he's the funniest guy, now you hate him maybe, but let the other guy do him as good, like, hook him up with that, even if you hate him. Right. Just that one split second of let me get over myself with my head towards him, and then that guy will always look at him like, oh, that cool guy, yeah. Halavai, like, amen. Just, just the power which the both ways. Right, the power on the good way. And it's been five minutes without talking about Corona, but I'm saying that's the insight. One guy can move on, sneezes, and it gets to here. Very good. Well said. Beautiful. Say one word beautiful. Rab Zvi. Beautiful. Which is very good with what he's saying. Right. It's very good because Rab Chaim. It's one of the things Rab Chaim says. I mean, obviously, it's you know it's, we said this. You know, Baruch Shem, we were machavim before Rab Chaim. We said because you sit alone, the Mitzorah sits alone. The 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 Baal Lashon Hara has to sit alone because he, you know. You know, did that, but what Rabbi is saying is very good. It literally fits. Because when you say, when a person says Lashon Hara, right, you don't know who it spreads to. You have no idea. You're in a room, you say something to one guy, and then you don't know that that guy then went to another place, and he met another guy in another place, and he told him. So it's all could be shut down. The whole world knows it travels, especially nowadays, right, when you have chats. It's very scary. It's very, it's very scary. I've seen, you, you see, people could put on a chat with hundreds of people and you say one line in one shot, like we said yesterday, in one shot, you spoke Lashon Hara to 250 people. Imagine standing in front of a crowd of 250 people and making fun of a guy. Amish. Got a baseball bat. Whack. Exactly. It's true. Scary. Hashem should help us. Beautiful. Good. Great. Shkoyach Rabbi Tzib. The, the B'nai Bayis, the house. The... Yeah. All right, Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be zoich, as we said earlier. We should be zoich to be, to be, to get, get into the, the root of, of what Hashem wants from us, what Hashem wants from our lives. Hashem is always trying to communicate to us. Shema Yisrael, Hashem lo 
Hashem is always trying to communicate. Shema Yisrael, a Jew has to listen. We have to listen to hear the voice that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from me. What does Hashem want from me during this time? The fact that it's Bein Azmanim. How can I strengthen myself, Bein Azmanim? How can I strengthen myself? Alright, we have to continue. It stopped. Bein Azmanim. Right, from, from listening to any Lashon Hara, being Makabal, Rechilas, anything, us and all the Jewish people. Okay, I want to talk about this next step in the Mesil Shisharim. Right, just to quickly go over the steps that we start off with. Right, the first step we said is to clarify Yisbarvis Amets. What's my main thing in life? What is my main thing? If you don't establish what your main thing, it's like the ways GPS. If you don't put an address, how do you expect to get there? How do you expect to get there? So a lot of times people are confused because they're like, oh, I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you first have to make a very clear goal. And like we've said many times, it's very difficult to make a clear macro goal to say, oh, what do I want to do in my life? I want to be like this in my life. Start with what is the day, what do I want my day to look like? What do I want today to look like? What do I want this evening to look like? What do I want my week to look like? The more a person can zone in and say what it is, what it is especially Bain Asmanim. What do I want my Bain Asmanim to look like? What do I want to be doing? What time do I want to be waking up? What do I want it to be when I'm home? I spoke to someone yesterday. He says, oh, I'm going home and I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a difficulty with my parents. Okay, what's your goal? What's your goal? So one of the things we wrote down was, it could be you're not going to be able to be miscaber and to, to not have a challenge with your parents. You're going to solve your problem with your parents in, in, in one bein asmanim, right? Uh, you can't solve. People spend their whole life trying to figure out their relationship with their parents, whatever it is, what triggers their father triggers them, their mother triggers them, or whatever, vice versa, their families. So you're not gonna, you know. So one of the things we said was write down, make a list of clearly what are the things that bother you. What are the things that bother you? And to be very careful. At least you have a goal. The first step in life is make a goal. What time do I want to wake up, Bainazmanim? What do I want to accomplish, Bainazmanim? Person can think like that. What do I want to do? That's your first step. The second thing is, is to keep the main thing the main thing. First, you have to make the main thing, whatever it might be. Whatever that might be. The second step is, how do I keep that on the forefront? And that's what he says. Ramchal says, It's not just that you're misparavis amets It's not enough, as he says, You have to learn to fear Hashem. You have to learn how to have yiras Hashem. You have to learn, which means you're constantly working on it. It's a constant process. Constantly a person's working on being creative. How could I keep the main thing the main thing? That's number two. And number three, as we left off yesterday, and this is what, this is what I want to talk about today, is the Ramchal says is that there's a fact in life. And the fact in life is that we are all pleasure seekers. We're all looking to find pleasure. And I want to read from to, to everyone again, because this is very appropriate. I'm going to read. Um, one second. Let's see if I can get it. We, we read this the other day, but it's so, so important, especially 
for for us. Here we go. Victor Hedrion, I was going to read that. When a person can't find a deep sense of meaning, they distract themselves with pleasure. When a person can't find a deep sense of meaning, so he distracts himself with pleasure, which is very, very interesting. Yeah? Viktor Frankl. Man's search for meaning. He's a... Austrian psychiatrist who went through the concentration camps. He was a Yid, and he wrote a, it's called Logotherapy. He, he wrote a great book. It's worth it to read the book. It's one of the uh, books that we uh, recommend. And that's, that's what he says. When a person doesn't have meaning, so he has to distract himself with pleasure. So says the Mesil Sharm. Yes? Why can't a person's life just be different than me? I want to have pleasure. I don't want to do all that. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is. Correct. That is. Okay, now you're getting darkest, meaning it ultimately gives you pleasure. Okay, he's, that's not, that's not, he's saying on a push-up shot, he's saying, he's saying, yes, ultimately, ultimately you'll get the most pleasure. That's, that was my point that I'm going to say. Ultimately, the greatest pleasure is to have meaning. He's just talking about low-level. He's talking about low-level pleasure, right? Yes, purpose, exactly. Like they say, the greatest, the greatest alarm clock... The greatest alarm clock is purpose. Purpose is the greatest alarm clock. If you have purpose, if you have clarity in your life, ask, right? I like the dove. Correct. Ask. Correct. You have you have what to do. Vizel. I want to be with my five kids at home. We got the dove. Right. Correct. Purpose. Purpose is the greatest alarm clock. People, right? People, and I'm not saying this that I'm that I'm such a great guy. I'm just telling you from my experience in life. Please don't test me. I don't set an alarm clock in the morning. I used to have to set an alarm. I don't set an alarm clock. Set an alarm clock. Who's setting an alarm clock? Set an alarm clock. The reason, right? Okay, right. Thank you. Thank you. My, that, my, 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 point, my point is, is that, is that if a person lives, it's not, such a, it's not such a crazy concept. A person who's, who's lahavdal, a person, a person who's making millions of dollars, a person who's making millions of dollars, a person who's dealing with, 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 with companies and he's dealing with buildings, isn't that? You're going to say, oh, I got to sleep myself. Okay, yeah, obviously a person has to sleep whatever he has to sleep. But there's an underlying, there's an underlying hunger. There's an un- underlying excitement that a person has that he wants to live. That is where you want to find yourself. And when you're a teenager, when you're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, it's very, very difficult. It's very, very difficult. Even when you're older, it's difficult. But before, at your stage in life, it's very, very difficult because the Yetzirah is very, very strong. Yetzirah is very strong. Why? Because Zachar Bayracha Bimei Machresecha. Remember God when you're young. Remember God when you're young. Because this stage in life, if you could live and you could cut above, as we're going to learn in Mesil Yisharim, your peer group, it's one of the mafsidei zihiras, is chevra ra, and it's something that, that, that plagues and hurts people a lot. It plagues people a lot that they have to do what people approve of them to do. And they're not able to lose their friends. 
It doesn't mean that you have to be nasty, chas v'shalom. Not everybody is zocha to be like an Effie and a Sruli. Yeah. Not everybody. Not everybody is zocha to have friends who are going to stay up at four o'clock in the morning to push themselves to learn Torah. Most people are not pushing themselves to learn Torah at four o'clock in the morning. They're pushing themselves for other things at four o'clock in the morning. And, if, and, and, and that a lot of times is what's very challenging for a person. Because what happens is you have your goal, you have your inspiration, but then you go, you go back home or you go wherever you go and suddenly you get self-conscious, you get nervous to say like, oh, I'm going to lose my friends if I actually get more serious in life. I'm going to lose my friends if I actually start changing my life. And that's a big, big challenge. We'll talk about it more in depth when we get there. Right, very good. I'll lose my life if I stay with these men. Very good. Very good. I like that. I like that. Put that on there. You can put a quote. Yeah. Say good. That what? Either I could lose if I could lose my friends. I could lose my friends, right? If I change my life, or I can lose my life if I don't change my friends, right? It's true. We'll have a, we'll, we'll, we'll shoot this on that one, Shalom. Or you can change your friends by changing your life. Right, right. Yes, right. Yeah, well, 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 let's see, ask him. Rabbi said we're going to get up there and talk about going home and fresh. We've been speaking about it. holding there now. Okay. And so it's Effie. Rabbi said when we get there, okay. it was a language barrier. It was a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're talking about it now. We're t- we'll talk about it now. We're talking about it now, Srili. If you continue, right, you're going to be doing the daf. Right? You'll be, you'll be right? You're also going to feel... Do it with Rabbi Tzvi. He'll do it. And you'll continue your... You'll send me when your phone works. You'll send all those things. You'll continue. Right, Chakras, you still have... Uh, you're still on your street? Since his bar mitzvah? Since his bar mitzvah. Yeah. Since his bar mitzvah. Mr. Chakras, since his bar mitzvah. Don't get distracted, Shirley. Don't get distracted. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing over there. You have it all inside of you. You have it all there for happiness, for, for kibbutz avahim. It's all inside of you. Right? The zman that you had, the zman Effi, the zman that you guys had of shtayim, you've made a simon and a you're learning Shabbos. He puts out a quote every day on the chat. Every day. Shruli. I mean, it's incredible, Shruli. What are you worried about? Daven for the rest of us. Daven for us. Daven for us. That is Hashem. Okay, so says the Ramchal. Says the Mesil Shisharim. What does he say? He says, pleasure. Everybody wants pleasure. So like we said yesterday, either you don't really know what pleasure is, you don't know what pleasure is, right? you go over to a little kid and you offer a kid a... Uh, a bag of jelly beans, or you offer him a check for $10,000, what's the kid going to take? Huh? I'll take the bag of jelly, jelly beans. Even more. You offer the kid uh, a bag of jelly beans and you offer him cash, $1,000. What's he going to take? I'll take the jelly beans. Why? 
Why? Because he doesn't value, he doesn't value, right? He doesn't value, he doesn't understand. He doesn't have the das to understand that if he takes the thousand dollars, he'll be able to buy himself more jelly beans that's in the bag. He doesn't have that understanding. So when a person looks at that muscle, at that metaphor, you can look that into your life is the same, same, same exact way. The same exact thing in our life. We're just like that kid when it comes to other things in our life. That we think that pleasure is X. And we're convinced. But it makes me feel good. But it makes me feel good when I, when I, when I get angry. It makes me feel good when I, when I sleep. It makes me feel good when I give in to this taiva. It makes me feel good. Just like the kid says. But I like grabbing the jelly beans and eating them. But what he doesn't realize, and what we don't realize, says the Ramchal, is that the way to get the ultimate pleasure is not that way. That's called a ahava nefula. That's called a love that has fallen. Which means, and I said this yesterday, I'm going to say it again. Reb Tzaddik says when a person sees that he has so much love for something, even if it's gashmias, when you see that you have tithes, you see that you have struggles, there's nothing to be upset about. It's the exact opposite. It means that you have within you the ability to get so much pleasure. Just, you got to get it in the right place. Are you going to wait? Maybe an easier muscle is a person goes and he says, am I going to have the appetizer? Right? If you guys have ever been to a, a good restaurant, right? you got to be careful with the appetizers. Why? Because if you have amazing appetizers... You don't want to fill yourself up with the appetizers. You want to wait till the main course. You got to get your wine. You got to pace yourself. You have to pace yourself. So if it's like that in Gashmias, it's the same exact way in the world. In Ruchnias. If a person really, truly, which is the goal, says Ramchal, he says it four times. And as he's going to say in a second, he says, the whole. Anything else that man is going to think is ultimately, ultimately good, it's emptiness, it's deceptive, and it's worthless. Yes, Harav. We, like, in our show, we like to give a marshal when the mouse eats the cheese on the, on the track. The cheese is geschmack. Nobody disagrees that she's not Kishmak. But was it worth his freedom? Beautiful, beautiful. And just to, 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 to piggyback on what Rabbi Stern is saying, that, like, like we've said, is that the price, right? We made this line up a couple weeks ago, right? You're going to the land of the free. Everyone goes to the land of the free. How much, how much do you have to pay to be in the land of the free? How much do you pay to have your freedom? You pay a lot for that piece of cheese. Uh, you remind me of that, that muscle. It's one of the, uh, it's, on the, it's on, uh, on the list of the shiurim. It's listed as, I think, the crab, the crab, uh, Yetzirah. I don't know if you guys remember this. I remember going to the, trying to think anyone here from the five towns. Nobody here from the five towns. But there's a place called the, who's from the five towns? Right, the Woodmere Docks. So I used to go there. It's a nice place, a little spite of us, sit on the side over there, beautiful uh, sea over there. I remember seeing a bunch of these, 
uh, Mexicans in the corner, right? They were out there with these buckets, these buck, bucket loads of, right? Oh, you know where that is, right? Full buckets of these crabs. What would they do? They had a raw chicken bone wrapped in a string, wrapped in a string, one raw chicken bone. They went ahead and they go like this. They bring it down into the, into the water. Every time they pick up like five different crabs that are all, you know, attached to this raw chicken bone. And guess what happened? Yeah, may they rest in peace. Exactly. Right? All the, the mamish bucket loads of buckaloes. And as I was watching that, I said, that's mamish the Sahara. Mamish the Sahara. You know why? Because you don't even get to enjoy these crabs, poor crabs. They didn't even get to enjoy the chicken bone. They didn't even get to enjoy it. If the shot was that a person went to Hollywood, if a person did drugs and alcohol, and he did all the cold dover usser, and he was the happiest guy in the world, I'd say, you know what? Okay, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. But the people who are giving into their tithes are the most depressed. The people who are doing all those things are the saddest. So you don't even get to enjoy, you don't even get to enjoy it. A Jew, Baruch Hashem, Ashrenu. When a person is focused on the right thing, and a person is focused on what's emes, and a person is focused on hatainug, ha'idun, ha'amiti, he realizes that everything else is just a joke. Question, comments, please. The pleasure of spiritual, of the Torah, is the best. Right, the correct. Best, the it's best. the best. Correct. There's nothing else. It's the best. When a person says, I was talking to someone yesterday, when you imagine what it is to have a good marriage, when you imagine what it is for a person to, to, to be shoymer enayim, when you imagine that a person can go ahead and he cannot talk Lashon Hara in his house, imagine that. You have to imagine that. Imagine what your house can be. Imagine, have, correct. I have that goal. Imagine having a life where your Shabbos table, what's your Shabbos table going to look like? What do you want your Shabbos table to look like? What do you want your kids to look like? When a person starts envisioning, as we said the other day, right, Nasa knows, so we, we mentioned you the other day, I, don't, I think you stepped out for a second, and we were talking about people, one of the things, it's brought down from the tzaddikim to this also, Yisker lo misa. Eulogize yourself. Think of you on your deathbed. You're 80 years old, 90 years old. For a person to imagine who's there, who's standing around you, what are they being mosped you, what are they talking about you, where do you live, what is your family like. When a person starts envisioning what his life wants to be, and you're never too young to begin to think about that. You're never too young. You're never too young to start thinking about what my life is, where am I headed? What's it all about? Question and comments, please. Yes? I think that the time of the Ramchal, I don't remember exactly the words, I don't see the time I heard in this year. He said the single strongest uh, um, weapon to use for the Yitzhahara is seeing, seeing yourself going to Hashem when, when it's done. And, and the way you put it in the year, it's Marash, a paradigm shift where until now we look at the day we die as, as a day of fear, as when it's going to come. Treading it, but if we're constantly focused on our mission, right? It's the most exciting because if you had a project or a mission and you've been working for your whole life to fill it, 
you're finally done, you're, you're excited. Like, I, I finished, and I, and I put in all the work, and I put right. in all the effort, and I accomplished right. Right. Beautiful. Looking at that, that day when it's going to be over, right. that that's the single, like, the words you need to go through. <coughs> then he says that if not, it's me'od, me'od, kashin. To, to, uh, right, right. That is the begin with the end in mind. Begin with the end in mind. Okay, one more thing that I just want to say and then we'll wrap up for today. Um, I guess this might be our, uh, our last, this public shear, but we'll see. We'll see. One day at a time. Yeah, so um, so one of the things that right, one of the things one of the things that that the next step is the Ramchal says is the emtsoim hamagim as adam latachas azeh heim amitzos asher tzivanu aleim hakel yisprach shmo and I want to I want to explain this people people when they're young younger um, have a trouble have trouble transitioning between getting a star for doing something right, getting a check or an X, and this relationship with Hashem that depends on going to Gan Eden or going to Gehenna, heaven or Gehenna. That's how they view Hashem as a child, as high school, whatever it is, which is a very normal way for a person to view his doing. I'm not allowed to do this. I have to do this. I should do this. I shouldn't do this. I got to do this. Oh, Shabbos, I'm not allowed to do this. Kosher, I'm not allowed to eat this. Everything is our do's and don'ts, restrictions, religion. Mitzvos, as the Zohar calls them, are, is Meloshen Tzavsa, which means a connection. Which means that when a person realizes and he is able to get out of the world of Hashem is a monster, a person's able to get out of the world that Hashem is out to get me. When a person leaves the world and he starts beginning to understand that a mitzvah is an etzah, it's advice in how to connect to Hashem, which means Hashem wants me to put on tefillin for whatever reason. We don't understand why tefillin, why dafka tefillin. You can learn Sefer HaChinuch. He goes through and explains why every mitzvah. But without that, God willing, you'll, you'll see, you'll get married. Your wife's going to ask you to do something. Right? One, of the cha- one of the hardest things for a child, for a parent to a child, is when the child says, why do I have to do it? What a parent wants from a child is they want to hear, sure, no problem. Any of those who've been in the army, right? how many times could you ask, he's been a commander. What happens when a chayal says, why do I have to do it? Huh? Uh, push-ups. Push-ups. Uh, it's cannot forget, that's it. What? It's cannot forget. More than that, it's... Yeah? Gabi's one of his favorite stories. It's yeah? Even if he gives me a compliment, it's not a right, thing to get into my business. <laughs> right. Like so can I say that he was a commander? So, so Shlomo Zalman <laughs> was Gabi's commander in the army. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's pretty good. So how does it work? So how does it work? How does it work? When a person understands, and this is very, very difficult... Very, very difficult. What's very difficult is when a person realizes, when a person realizes if you're going to wait to try and understand everything about Hashem before you're going to do what it is. As we said many times, it's not about understanding in Hashem and believing in yourself. 
It's about believing in Hashem and understanding yourself. If you're waiting to do things for Hashem till you understand Him, then you'll never, you'll never go up the ranks. What a person first has to try and do is he first has to say, what I'm doing and everything that I'm doing, I'm doing it because Hashem is asking me to do it. Obviously, you don't have to go ahead and jump from one end of the world to the other end of the world to say, I'm going to do everything, everything, everything. That's where people get scared. They get scared because they say, wait, if I'm going to start committing to Hashem, then I can't do anything. I have to be perfect. Hashem doesn't expect anybody to be perfect. All, if a person begins and says, listen, Hashem, I'd like to have a relationship with you. I know that that's what life is about. I know that that's where happiness comes from. I'm asking you to be patient with me. I'm going to be patient with myself. Something that you're asking me to do, I would love to do it for you. Something that you're asking me not to do, I, I would love not to do it. When a person begins to live in that world, he begins to truly, deeply develop a relationship with Hashem. And a person can go ahead, and it's incredible. You can go to davening. You show up and you say, I'm coming to davening. I'm putting on my tefillin. Why? Hashem, you asked me to put on tefillin. I'm putting on my tefillin for you. Thank you. I love you. You don't realize what, what that can do for a person. What that can do for a person. A person thinks, oh, he has to do everything. It's not about buying your wife flowers. Right? We've, we've spoken of what? It's not about understanding why she wants them. Correct. It's about, it's about buying. It's not about having, right? We've spoken about this. It's not about having a credit card on file that takes off every week, Friday, you know, $15, and then the flowers are delivered automatically to your wife. That's not what it's about. It's about you going ahead and you buying the flowers for your wife. And your wife doesn't even know how they got on the dining room table. She doesn't know if you had to toil for it. She doesn't know if you had to have someone else deliver it. She doesn't know if you walked around for three hours trying to pick out flowers for her. But the difference in your relationship with your wife of those flowers will make a big difference. If you go ahead and you internally are able to say, ah, this flower's for her, this flower's for her, this is for her. You know what kind of bouquet of flowers that would be? For who? For you. Because when you give that to her, you will love her more and more. And the same thing is with Hashem. It's not how much you do. It's not the quantity of what a person does. It's the quality. When a person says, I'm going to go ahead and I'm doing this for you, that transforms your relationship with Hashem. It makes it so deep. It makes it so real. And it makes an enjoyment. It brings an enjoyment that is so powerful to each and every one of us. Question or comments and then we're going to wrap up. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. Yeah, I just want to say that it's very important for us when we become adults to, to understand who's our God. Because we're somewhat brainwashed and robotically um, given things. So one might be with parents that teach them that God is dark. And you have to see if that works for you or not. But you have to take that moment and say, who's my Hashem? Is Hashem loving? Is Hashem... And it's not a stare to anything. Correct. You must take that moment. Correct. So Correct. Beautiful, Rabbi Tzvi. Very true, very true. I, I, I like what Rabbi Tzvi is saying because I, ju- I, jumped, I jumped into the detail. But I think what Rabbi Tzvi is saying is so true. You first want to ask yourself, and sometimes it's hard to hear the answer to the question. You want to ask yourself, 
How do I envision Hashem? Who do I envision Hashem as? Is Hashem my loving, my loving father? Is Hashem someone who has patience with me? Is Hashem ready to, ready to catch me that I did something wrong? Is Hashem there to punish me? Where, what's my relationship with Hashem? And what's a little bit scary is that you are able to truly define where you're at based on how you imagine your relationship with Hashem. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Hashem Tzilcha, correct. That's one of the things that the Nefesh Achaim and the Baal Shem Tov have the same shot on there, that Hashem Tzilcha. That Hashem is a, is a uh, shadow, this, that he does. Hashem reacts the way you act. The Baal Shem Tov and the Nefesh Achaim say the same shot on that. Da Malamala is Mimcha. Da Malamala is Mimcha. It's all a, it's all a shadow. So also, like we were saying, um, we were saying, uh, you know, something you look at a person that looks at Hashem as dark, a person used to serving Hashem in that dark way, in a din way, only din and only strictness, so right. Hashem acts back that way. Right. Not just as right. 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 You've acted that kindly, Hashem acts kindly. Right. And, and, Beautiful. And that's what we're supposed to strive to do. Like, Tom, Tom Devar brings that. The Beautiful. Kindness, Beautiful. Beautiful. Aren't we the expression of Hashem, not the other way around? So it's not, no. Hashem, Hashem is, Hashem, Hashem follows us. Right? Hashem follows our lead. It's unbelievable. Hashem gives us so much Bechira. He gives us so much choice. Even in that, He gives us choice. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Correct, beautiful Shlomo Zalman. And that's one of the reasons, as you're saying that, it's one of the reasons why I ta- talk a lot about marriage and relationships and how important that is. Because your relationship with your people who you're closest with and your relationship with your wife and your relationship with your children and your relationship with your parents and all of your relationships are going to be a reflection of your relationship with Hashem. It's all the same thing. It's all about relationships. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha, everybody, all the Jewish people. We should be Zoha to keep to keep our main thing the main thing. Don't get my my my, my, my humble blessing to all of us is try as best as you can not to get distracted. Don't get distracted from the news. Don't wait, wait, I'm not finished. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted by what's going on in the world. Get focused on what's going on in your world. Don't worry about what's going on in the news. Keep the main thing the main thing. 
your your relationship with Torah, your relationship with Tefillah, your Kibbut Avaim, your relationship with Hilchas Lashon Hara, your relationship with everything stays the same. That won't change. That you always have to work on. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Don't get distracted. When a person leaves yeshiva, when a person goes Bainazmanim, you're sort of like sucked into this world, this abyss of, of, of craziness. True, true, true craziness. And you could have an achizas enayim. You could be fooled to think that this is what's going on. It's all Hashem. Let's decode it. Let's decode what Hashem is trying to teach us. Let's stay connected to each other. Let's stay connected to Hashem. Let's stay connected to His Torah. Stay connected to yourself. Remember, the Rav Baruch from Mezbizh, I think, says, the biggest thing that's in Gullus is the Ani is in Gullus. The personal relationship with yourself is in Gullus. Everything that's going around in the world wants to steal a person away from knowing who he is. Don't get distracted. Don't think about your past. Move forward. Create the day that you want to do, the way you want to have it. Create the day. Create the life that you want to have. No one can define the way you're going to have your life. You define it yourself. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day.